0: The Echo Chamber, brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by the International Broadcast Specialist, Marketeers. And sponsored by March Communications, connecting innovation and people. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. We are recording this episode in Johannesburg, South Africa where yesterday the Homes Report held its second innovation summit in Africa uh, which went very well and I'm sitting down today with Sechaba Motsielwa, who's the CEO of Magna Carta possibly, probably the biggest public relations agency in South Africa Uh, Welcome, Sechaba
1: Thank you very much, Uh, happy to be having this conversation with you after yesterday's summit which I thought also went very well Thank you very much Um,
0: I thought it would be interesting to talk to you because you spoke last at last year's into Summit Johannesburg uh, but you were of course in a different role at that point. You were the head of corporate affairs at McDonald's South Africa and you spent 12 years at McDonald's before moving agency side. Um, And had you ever worked
1: agency side before? No, I'd never worked uh, for an agency before. I'd always been in the corporate, always been a client. So this is a new territory for me. It's something that's uh, pretty much stretching me and taking me to areas where I never thought i will be. Yeah, and curious
0: to know what your motivation was, because it's very rare to see a senior client, senior comms head, corporate affairs head, who has never worked agency side, decide to move to become CEO of one of the biggest agencies in in the market
1: yeah look as a client you get to interact and interface and get advice from different agencies and at a point in time you are working on one client after 12 years you get to know pretty much the business and I was looking for a new challenge and part of moving to Magna Carta one of the biggest uh, reputation management uh, consultant agencies in the country was to see if i can influence more boardrooms than one and also to truly be working with the amazing professionals that had already been giving service to the industry to clients as a, as a client um, and to my surprise there's a lot of intelligence a lot of um, insides that sit at the agencies that uh, to a large extent you may find that you are not able to get um, as a client. That's been a, a nice surprise for me. Mm. Um,
0: one of the things you said last year on the panel, which I thought was very interesting, it was a great panel, by the way, because it had um, it had some really heavy hitters, including yourself. Uh, I think we also had the GM of Uber, yep. and, and we had um, Ronell standard from Sasol. But one of the things you said that really resonated was you said that um, too often communications people or or even public
1: relations people don't understand the business well enough. I mean, what did you mean by that? You know, with, with any business, there is a reason why you are in business. And you have your own processes and people that drive that business to be able to deliver to the customer. When you into the boardroom or you are consulting with a client and you're not able to understand the client's problem, which is a business problem, um, you find that you end up just wearing your professional hat and doing the obvious. The client is looking for a solution that solves a business problem and you mm-hmm. should be able to extend yourself beyond your profession. Mm. Uh, if you are a good uh, communications person, should be able to see how can communication help in this problem where, for example, it could be lying in customer service, it could be lying in how the messaging has been, it could be lying in how the internal comms has been crafted, but being able to look at it from a business perspective. And I still maintain that we have to extend ourselves into the client environment and truly understand their business so that when they frame their business problems, Uh, It doesn't become foreign to us, it becomes Mm -hmm. part of what one would expect. And now that you've moved agency side, do you find that um,
0: there is a challenge in terms of people within the agency model perhaps, um, getting to that kind of deep understanding of a client business?
1: What what we'll find, for example, is there is a need for stability. At the senior level, I'm finding where you've got stability people that have been around four years and over, they're able to truly understand the client environment dynamic. But as you go a little bit further down in terms of seniority, you then find junior people that, um, you know, before they really get into into the client environment, uh, they sort of turn over or they want to move to something more exciting. Uh, so it, it, it varies really. My aim at Magna Cata is to try and make sure that I stabilize the client facing um, people mm-hmm. uh, at the senior levels, business unit heads and account director so that they can then truly take time. To understand the client and the client environment, managing the people that actually now deliver the work becomes a little bit easier because you can now direct them and give them a framework in which they they operate. Mm. The the benefit of uh, the people that are implemented is that because they are so dynamic, they are able to do things quicker. Also, bring insights from outside of that paradigm that the client normally operates with. They challenge it because you know they are relatively new in it and. You know, they, 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 the relationships that I have are not a relationship that says I can piss this person off or not, mm. but they are more about what is right about, what we are, what is in front of us. And mm. yes, the senior person then pre and packages in a way that the client will be able to, to buy the mm. solution. Okay. And how else have you found the shift agency side? Has it been easier or more difficult than you anticipated? It's been more difficult than I anticipated mainly because of the pace mm-hmm. um, the timelines or the deadlines are quite tight and they need to turn around ideas that can stand out uh, within a particular context uh, that pressure is there obviously the resourcing is always a challenge to make sure that at any point in time you have got the right resources that can adequately respond to, to the brief mm-hmm. um, so that for me has been a little bit of a, of a challenge you find also the client's environment is also not necessarily a stable environment. They are also going through challenge, whether it's the changing environment or the changing personnel in the on the client side. So all those dynamics are happening at the same time, and that's why for me it's it's both been exciting and challenging in that sense. Hmm. And it's not, I mean, has it been a year yet? I started in September, so pretty much about eight months. Wow, okay. Um, when I started, I thought I'll figure it out in three to four months right. i was naive and now i'm humbly learning to really pace myself mm. this is not a sprint um, it is a marathon and just making sure that i go back mm-hmm. and get the basics of how magna kata does things the models that we've got from ketchum as you know that magna mm. kata is the the global um, africa affiliate for for ketchup just embedding those and understanding those so that then when i then accelerate my growth is from a solid base. So mm. I think I did make a mistake by thinking I can pick it up quickly. Uh, no. Now I'm coming back to get my foundation correct. Mm-hmm. And, and would you recommend to other other, other cl- client-side people to, to make the, the jump to agency? I'm finding that to a lot of the people that I've talked to, the aspiration is to move from agency to client. Yeah, and that's the traditional journey. Right? And, and, and not the, the other way. If one really wants to expand themselves, provided you really underappreciate and and want to be in this profession, I will encourage it because you now have an opportunity, if you have not been the other side,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, assuming that you started uh, at corporate, to really look at other industries, other challenges with uh, different uh, sectors, um, the pace quite different, it can really transform you as a, as a business person. I truly now appreciate running a business mm. versus working in a business mm-hmm. because of the decisions that I have to, to, to make, the impact of that, those decisions, not just on the Magna Carta people, but also on the client. If I don't get the right people to service a client, I might just not um, get the client where they need to be. So that coordination of the resources, uh, the management of the people dynamics, the need to respond to a context that's always shifting, Mm. uh, are truly transforming me to be a business person more than just a person working uh, Mm. in a business.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because the perception, at least from what I hear in the market here, is that it hasn't been... um, the easiest of years, or the easiest of a couple of years, for, for agencies uh, in South Africa. Um, what what do you think is going on? Is are clients cutting budgets? Are they trying to bring bring their spend in-house? Because given your vantage point, you probably have a good idea of what clients are thinking.
1: Look, many many things are happening. Um, as i said earlier the client are also facing their own pressures Mm. in terms of the economy has really been stagnant for some time now Uh, there's quite a bit of uncertainty in terms of how much growth are we going to get so if you have a client then having to make decisions that are long term in that environment possibly they might also emphasize what needs to happen within this quarter uh, the next uh, Mm. half year and this this year versus uh, may really committing to long term Uh, Arrangements. So the retainers are under a bit of pressure in terms of how long the retainers are, um, how big the retainers are, and how can you really move into a model that looks at full integrated communications solutions, not just fragmented. I'm looking for a creative solution Mm -hmm. or a communication solution, or so to become truly um, um, integrated. That then challenges the traditional agency model in terms of how do you put together the resourcing and the technology and the innovation to be able to to adapt to that. Mm. Um, Where can you find uh, different ways of uh, revenue. So from a Magna Carter perspective, we launched the Africa Reputation Index, mm. which over time, it evolved to become a whole product that stands on its own,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: not only uh, gives us the intel in terms of how reputation moves or does not move over time, but allows us then, when we go in front of a client, to truly sell a product that the client can get insight into. So it is challenging,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: the traditional model of um of, of agency. Mm. Uh, I begin to talk about how do we get to have a community of reputation management consultants, mm. uh, just that mixture of people that you can call in to deliver on something quite special mm. and specific, but those people knowing that they are linked to, to, to Magna Carta and not just uh, general people in uh, out there. Right.
0: Okay. Interesting. And um, one of the sessions yesterday. Uh, which I thought was was pretty fascinating was about how the the market is changing in terms of talent. Um, one thing we addressed was the the desire amongst agency people to move in house, um, which is still fairly strong. You know, there's a perception that work life balance is better in house. You know, it's an easier life. I mean, do you feel these are these are these
1: are fair these are, these observations? Um. No matter whether you're on the client side or you're in the agency side, work-life integration becomes key. For the people that are chasing work-life balance, it, it will always be a challenge because you'll think, I'll be switched on when I'm at work and then I'll switch off when I'm uh, at home.
0: Yeah.
1: And then if that does not happen, then you have this... Misalignment, and then you are never, you are never gonna be happy. Mm. So whether you have moved to the client side, as long as you can have like work-life integration, which for me means that which you are spending your time working on mm. is aligned to the thing that you are passionate about. Mm. Uh, that then makes it a little bit e- easier in terms mm-hmm. of tolerating which whichever whichever side. Um, in terms of the monotony, it can get quite monotonous on the client side. As I said, you are working on one client, mm. and, and in, you know, on the agency side, I really appreciate uh, the diversity of clients, the diversity of uh, challenges that come through, which brings me to another point around how you set up the model, mm-hmm. uh, where you, you begin to give people a sense of a variety in what they do versus just doing one thing, as if they are the client's department sitting on an agency side also, it can get quite monotonous in that sense. So finding a way to excite people that have a longer assignment on a client mm. is, is, is also a challenge on the side.
0: Yeah. Do you find that you're, you're getting the right kind of talent, the people that you want, especially at a, at a younger kind of level? Is there, is there a good pool of, of talent or do you feel that perhaps your needs are changing
1: in that regard? One can never know until you win a client business mm. or you get a very specific uh, brief. Mm. Only then can you see whether uh, the talent that you have is can adequately cover it. That's why I said, for me, being able to have a layer that gives you the stability, the ability mm. to understand the broader context, and then pulling in the, the relevant uh, mm. uh, sources. Here at Magna Catra, my approach is four-pronged, where... There will be talent that I'll build, the very best people that we have, I'll make sure that I build that talent to go uh, up the organization. Mm-hmm. There will be talent that I'll go and buy mm-hmm. if uh, immediately I need a skill set and we haven't had time to build. So that's why for me, I always look out for the best work that is out there to know who produced produce that work so that should I need that particular uh, talent, I could be able to approach it. The other one is about balancing talent. You find that somebody's sitting on an assignment or with a client, but there's another client that may be better suited to work on. Mm-hmm. Being able to get closer to that individual and the managers and move that person around. And then the last one, because we are part of the TWA group, is the ability to also borrow mm-hmm. talent for a specific assignment. Let's say you are doing something that's quite digital, needs something that social media that you may not necessarily have that skill set, but within our group you may have an individual that can come for six months, help us to deliver on that. So that 4 pronged strategy for me Mm -hmm. is the approach that I'm getting to make sure that at any point in time I've got the right talent that can respond to the client.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. And what do you think are the the big trends from a kind of national level um, that communicators need to be aware of in South Africa?
1: Uh, one of the big ones for, for us is happening on the let's call it the socio-political landscape mm. where you have to have an appreciation that there is a ruling party that obviously makes the legislation and uh, makes sure that they set the budget. Mm. But you have a very active uh, opposition, part, uh, move, uh, oppos- opposition parties, yep. so you have to maintain relationships with, with um, all the stakeholders the that's for me is a big change mm. the next big one uh, certainly for us is being having the right mix of people who are specialists but at the same time are mm. generalist because the problems that present or that you need to respond to are not one dimensional and mm-hmm. finding that you really have to consider uh, many things in terms of the impact that 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 they have mm. um you have Traditional digital agencies, for example, mm-hmm. uh, or other consultants that will not have normally operated in the PR reputation management spaces uh, also coming in. Uh, a least, example is one of the panelists that we had yesterday where they were talking about big data.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you are sitting with data and you are able to mine data, the insights that you can come with there, you can actually go now present those two uh, to the clients and say, I know a little bit more about your target audience, about your business or the sector, and here are the relevant solutions that you have. So you're beginning to find that uh, you are, the, the competition is not just coming from the traditional PR uh, right. agencies, but it's coming from anybody who's able now to bring the relevant insights and present them in front of the client match that with the problem and offer a solution. And where they have gaps, they come and take people from wherever, mm-hmm. uh, so that you'll see that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: and, and what the last one for me, which I think is quite big is still around content.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, how do you get content? How do you curate the content? How do you interpret the context in which that content um, um, is, is, is happening because it can it, it can move? And, 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 and then packaging it and being able to then be the content uh, generators, managers, curators, and bring insight of it uh, to to clients. That then means, at any point in time, the starting point is not necessarily come with a big idea because of a problem. It might be based on the insights that we have, based on the content that we have, this is what we propose to the client. Mm. And you mentioned you're obviously part of the Ketchum Network, you
0: have a lot of international clients. You yourself worked at an international company. What do you think is the biggest mix- misconception that you come across from global businesses when
1: it comes to South Africa? From South Africa, I haven't had major uh, challenges. Mm-hmm. It's more when you think about uh, other can- uh, countries in the African continent yeah. that the, the speed of responses is the same,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that... The almost the the type of um, environment in which they operate is more or less the same. So we are spoiled in South Africa in that sense that mm-hmm. there's quite a lot of things that within the Commonwealth we can sort of expect to find to find here. So sometimes people expect the speed to to be to be there, and that also is like a plethora of of, of talent mm-hmm. in those in those other in those other markets. So. Anybody from the UK, from the US, we, we do have quite a developed uh, industry there. So there hasn't been, been any yeah. major misconceptions. No. Yeah, it's when they, I guess, go beyond that they find... Yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's when you start saying South Africa and Africa, that's where yeah. the problem is. Right. But if you think South Africa is just another country in Africa... Mm-hmm. And therefore, if it's a country, when I then talk about or ask of other Af- countries, I should still remember that there are different countries with their own dynamics mm. that are happening. I mean, the legislative framework is different. Mm-hmm. The technology is different. The people are different. Mm.
0: Yeah. Do companies still fall into the trap of seeing Africa as a, as a homogenous
1: region, a homogenous entity? Yes, they do. It's easy to uh, to do that because then it just makes it easy for you to... To, to, to think about all those other dynamics that I've, I've, I've talked about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there is an opportunity cost there in that um, when you then go to market, you may not be able to hit your target market and, and you may be wasting resources and you may not necessarily be able to be targeted. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, for example, you come into South Africa, you might find that the way you segment the market, the research about audiences is quite developed. Therefore, you can be quite targeted. Mm. And then you go to another market, you find that there isn't that research. It's a slightly different way of having you look at how do I target um, my target market in those markets. Mm.
0: So, Chaba, thank you so much for your time. It's been a real pleasure
1: talking to you. Thank you very much. And as always, thank you for showing an interest not only in South Africa, but in Africa yeah. um, uh, as a continent. Uh, 54 countries. Mm-hmm. Um, for the guys that are here now, um, when we get to our tipping point, uh, you'll be a, quite a number of steps ahead. Mm-hmm. When others are saying what's happening in Africa, you'll be talking about what's happening in a different African country. So, mm-hmm. big ups to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. You've been
0: listening to the Echo Chamber. Brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by Marketeers. Sponsored by March Communications, connecting innovation and people.